What's up, guys? Sergeant G here from the Stone Vet USMC, man. I'm super excited. The first annual Veteran Podcast Awards is here. Huge shout out to Broken Jarhead and Travis Johnson over at the Nonprofit Architect and Sheriff for throwing this event for us, for helping us come together as a veteran community and show off what we can do and what we can't do. It's like I tell you guys every episode, man, if I don't intrigue you, there's plenty of other veteran podcasts out there that do that can intrigue you and maybe be up your alley of what you want to listen to and how you want to listen to it, man. Appreciate you guys hanging out with me, listening to my show where it's going and where I, where I see it going. It's open now. You can head over to Veteran Podcast Awards. I'll have all the description in the details of every episode on how you can get over there. I'll even set up the hyperlink for you so you can get over there and vote for me, Sergeant G at the Stone Vet USMC. Voting has begun August 4th through September 18th. Get you, get out there and vote. Make sure you vote for the best podcast that you feel that you, intrigue you, that you like to listen to and like you, you want to get into. There's a lot of great podcasts out there, a lot of great veterans in this podcast realm. Make sure you get out there. Make sure you vote for me, Sergeant G at the Stone Vet USMC. Some great awards going on. The ceremony will take place October 5th. They're saying right now about 2000 Eastern time, but that can change, of course. You know how life is and everything get going, man. Remember, guys, I appreciate you guys hanging out with me on the Stone Vet USMC, watching all the great guests come out here, helping you find your purpose again, man. Get out there. Vote. Make sure you hit me up. You vote for the best USMC podcast out there, man. Remember, hit the Stone Vet. We got your six. The Stone Vet. I hit the ground running when I'm invading your country. Instill with honor and discipline. Throw my guns like onyx. Dressed in camo with ammo for every situation I handle. What's up, guys? Sergeant G here from the Stone Vet USMC, man. The weekend's here. Hopefully, it wasn't too crazy this week for you guys. Hopefully, it was enjoyable getting to hang out, you know. It sucks. You have to go to work, especially if you're not a venturepreneur like half the people I bring on the show. A lot of guys work for themselves, and it's a hard. It's hard to work for yourself, man. You're working seven days a week. You ain't got no time off. You know, it's tough to take some time off when you're trying to build your business and trying to get get to know, get get your business up and running. You know, eventually it will get up and running. Once you get it up and running, then yeah, you can take a vacation here and there. But it's gonna be years before you can get up, get it up and going, man. Hopefully the week ain't been crazy. Hopefully the boss hasn't been getting on your nerves. Like a lot of us know, we can't. We hate taking advice from management. <laughs> we hate taking for sure, advice for sure. from management, guys. Hopefully it's good though. The weekend's here. Hopefully you're able to enjoy the weekend. Got some big plans. Got something going on. Glad you guys are here to hang out with me on the on this. Was it Friday? It's gonna be Friday when you guys see this when it comes out. So hopefully you guys get to enjoy. It, get ready for the weekend. Big things are coming, right? Weather here in Oklahoma is cooling down a lot. It's stupid. Lot. It's August and it's 80 degrees outside, which is insane. Uh, yeah. Usually right now it's like 105 degrees. We easily. wouldn't even be able to sit in here. No, right hell right no. Right. We wouldn't be able to sit in the garage because it'd be so damn hot. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's nice. It's not bad. It's like 85 degrees outside, you know, which ain't bad. It's it's, it's comfortable weather. But this is that global warming stuff we're talking about, right? This is what the media is talking about. Remember, guys, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Get that subscribe button. So you know every time my episodes come out, man. So you got the new the new stuff every week. Two episodes a week. Hit that subscribe button. You guys will know what's going on. The cool guests I get to bring on, man. Also, a huge shout-out to my sponsor, Rafa 180. Remember, guys, like I tell you all the time, man, you're always looking for medicinal-grade CBD. You got to go with Rafa 180. They work 
with the only processor in Oklahoma that has the only FDA regulated lab in the Midwest all the products except the Ruby is 100% THC free which is great because a lot of people who work for the DOD work for the police firefighters or whoever you work for a job that says you can't have THC in your system guess what this CBD is 100% THC free which is great because guess what pain management let's get you off all them pharmaceuticals Especially you guys that are going to the VA to get the fucking painkillers and muscle relaxers. Let's get you off that shit because you already know it's killing you from the inside, man. It's great, man. I got I got Jose. He's an Army vet, man. He's another. Like I tell you guys, the Army loves coming on the Stone <laughs> Vet. They love hanging out with Sergeant G, man. I got Jose. He's a retired medically retired army veteran what's up brother how you doing what's going on bro man it's freaking it's beautiful the weather's beautiful it man. Is. it's, it's not, real nice it's nice to be able to sit here and just chill just chill and hang up right not not sweating like golly so why, why are we doing a show right now it's hot outside. no it's great man it is, it is great man Right, so so you you're you're a medically retired army vet, right? What what you do? Let 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 get people know. Let the people know. What did you do while you was in the army? So initially when I enlisted in 02, uh I enlisted as a 13 papa, fire direction specialist, multiple launch rocket systems. And that's what I did for the entire span of my first enlistment to include yeah, you know, my deployment to Iraq. Uh upon getting out, kind of just had a sour, sour taste for the army. Wanted out. Didn't want to do it. Done. Right. Uh, we all know that feeling. Yeah. We we, I'm done. I do this no more. Retention was like, you want to come in? No. No. Right. Uh, National Guard was like, hey, you want to sign for the, for the National Guard? I said, Hell no. <laughs> Reserves came same thing because uh, back then over there at Fort Sill, you you signed up. The National Guard was this desk, and you walked right across to the next desk was the reserves. And they said, you want to sign up? And I said, I, absolutely not. And then he's like, well, you know, it's 20 grand. I said, damn. <laughs> Got him. Got me. Got him. Uh, so I went into the reserves. Was out here at uh, the Lawton Fort Sill area when the commander told me about the technician program. Technician program is pretty much where you're, you're full-time working for the, for the Army Reserves. You're like a dual dual status type deal, right? 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 It's civilian, but you have to be in the army to maintain that. Yeah, position. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so I was, I was like, yeah, hell yeah, and that was honestly the best thing to ever happen because I was going through a lot of, you know, when you first get out, things are difficult. Trying to figure out that transition. Trying uh, to yeah. Out, well, how do I live life now? Like, what do I do? Yeah, like, like what is this? What, you know, how do I how do I live for myself? Like, right. Maybe, like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't got nobody telling me what to do anymore. Yeah, what like, the fuck am I supposed yeah, to do? No one to knock on my door and get me up if I'm late or anything right. like that. <laughs> but so that was, that was great. And I was working at Fort Sill. Then I got the opportunity to take a promotion to Kirtland Air Force Base. And I was there for seven and a half years. Uh, I was the head of the maintenance operations for the entire Army Reserves for the state of New Mexico. And, uh, but uniform-wise, they didn't have any combat arms. I mean, literally, I didn't know that there wasn't combat arms in the reserves because it was kind of like, hey, there's no combat arms. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> I, you know, like, I, I, I didn't know anything. Right. So, so I kind of just told them, hey, what's, what MOS is going to get me promoted the fastest out here? And they said, uh, 92 Fox, which is fueler. So I did that. Now, a lot, a lot of... A lot of y'all probably know if you go from active duty to the reserve, you're just like this is a shit <laughs> <a> show. show. <laughs> I, I can't do this. And uh, being on the line unit, you know, just just small thing. Everything's pissing me off. And then uh, when I went to E6 school, ALC, they said, uh, "You know, why don't you just become an instructor?" <laughs> and I was like, 
all right, you know, that get me away from the line, you know, I'll, I'll be cadre. And right. so I did that. And so that's what I did for the majority uh, of, well, the, the back end of my, my career. I was an instructor with the 94th Division. Okay. That ain't, I mean, so so he had a, he had a pretty good career. You tried, you did a couple of things. You didn't stay in one job. Like. No, I was honestly blessed. You know, I've been in everything from line units to theater level to uh, training side. Uh, you honestly did a lot of things. You know, if you're still in the military and you're watching this, go to as many schools as you can. Additional many, duty schools. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, it just opens up the opportunities, the doors to so much you. more, right? Yeah, and that's the biggest thing. I mean, like when you're in. I mean, I, I was an engineer. I was an engineer in the Marine Corps, and that's one of the things that I enjoyed was going to the schools, learning new things, because in this life, when you get out of the military, who have you networked with? Have you built your network to be able to sustain yourself while you get out? Mm-hmm. While you're in, the network's great, because guess what? You can be like, oh, I can call so-and-so over here because he knows how to do this, or he know he's dealt with this before. I can reach out to some people and talk to him, because I mean, that's, the, that's life. You have to build a network. You know what I'm saying? To. You have to build a network in life because you never know when you will need somebody, you know? And that's one of the struggles that we have as veterans that we don't like to reach out for help. We're always like, ah, we'll, I'll do it myself. Fuck this. I don't need so-and-so. I don't need... But that's, the, that's a lie because we do need people. We do need each other. We need to help each other any way that we can, you know? Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of vets out there that will fucking burn the shit out of you in a heartbeat. Yeah. It sucks, but they will for whatever for their gain, for their beneficial gain. And it sucks, it sucks. when it happens, you know what I'm saying? But it happens. Not all veterans are good veterans, but not all veterans are bad veterans. When, when you meet the right guys and you meet a good brotherhood or, or you, you are able to network and meet people from all walks of life. Since I've done this show, I've mm-hmm. met so many veterans. I'm like, I never would have met them ever in my entire life. I wouldn't have started the Stone Vet. Which is crazy, you know what I'm saying? It's crazy to think. But a lot of people like you guys see, I mean, I'm almost up to 100 episodes. That's 100 new veterans I've met that I would have never, ever met in my entire life. If I we're still learning. This. You know, we was bullshitting before this, and you were like, what about this, this, this? And I was like, damn. And I was like, what about this? And you were like, damn, I didn't know that. I'm like, well, dang, there's so much more that there's, we can learn through the connections. And, that, and that's absolutely right. There's so much that you can do. And like Jose's saying, is like, go to the schools. Go and if you're still on active duty and you watch this, if any of you guys are active duty and you're watching the show, I appreciate you guys hanging out and watching the shows because guess what? We've gotten out and we can tell you what to expect. Yeah. Because it sucks trying to figure out what the fuck am I supposed to do, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that's one of the biggest things I tell people is that being an enlisted guy, that's I was enlisted. I wasn't an officer. I was enlisted. I went straight in at 17 years old. I did my nine years and I got out. You know, and we aren't taught. One of the things I've talked with a lot of people on the show before is like when you get in the military, you got to go to boot camp, then you got you got the the secondary boot camp, after boot camp training, then you got MOS school, tech school, whatever it is, and then you go to the fleet. So for the first two years, they're training you to be a soldier, a marine. Navy, a freaking Coast Guard, Air Force, whatever it is. They're training you to do that service, mm-hmm. whatever branch you're in, right? But when you say, I'm done, I want to cut ties after four years or 40 years, there's no training for you. No, that you, little you know transition school. That little transition, that little, <laughs> that little two-week transition school that they send you to, they're like, this is all you need to get out. You're like, I ain't learned shit. <laughs> what the hell am I going to do in this thing? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean... 
It could be better. It need, it need, it definitely needs to be better. The transition school definitely needs to be better. Like I said, you're taking a year and a half to two years, maybe, to do to prepare yourself for the branch that you're going into, right? Yeah. And then there is no, there's no other. There's nothing teaching you. Hey, it's time to go. It's time to get out. It's time to do what we need to do. You know, this is how you become a civilian again. And one of the biggest things that I've talked with, I've talked with a couple of people about it, is that when you're serving, you become emotionally disconnected from everything. Absolutely. You become emotionally disconnected from everything. Because why? Because when you're on active duty orders, you're there to do a job. You can't be emotionally connected to anything because you have a job you have to do. Right? Mm -hmm. And that's where we fail as veterans is that regardless if it's with your spouse, if it's with your work, if it's with your hobbies or whatever it is, if you're not emotionally connected, then all of it fails. Right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I've been blessed. I've been with my wife for 21 years. Dang. 21 years. It's the only marriage I've had. I've been blessed. Right? But she will tell you how fucking emotionally fucked up I am in the head. Mm -hmm. I've got seven kids and the same wife. And have, not being able to have that emotional connection sucks, dude. It, it does suck. And I mean, serving in the military, serving our country, that's one of the things they taught us, though, is that we cannot be emotionally connected to anything because we have to get up and move. we got to get up and move. Yeah, emotions, you know, it's going to affect your judgment. Yeah. You can't have that. You can't have that. You need to be total clear-headed. Clear-headed, focus on what the mission is. Let's get the mission done. Let's go home. You know, I also yeah. talked to my buddy that we talked a little bit about that yesterday. And... You know, when you're when you're a leader, when you're a senior NCO, or whatnot, you you almost can't even show emotion. You can't right. be sad. You can't be worried because uh, all of your troops underneath we'll see, you yeah. are looking to you. They're scared. They're emotional, and they're looking for to you to be that rock. Right. And so everyone's focused on you. So you're just always like, yeah, everything's great. You know, let's keep moving forward. Well, unfortunately, that doesn't translate to. <laughs> communicating with your wife right that doesn't that doesn't translate to, to raising your kids right you it know doesn't. my kids need to understand emotion they need to understand how to process it right and not just be like a lot of us veterans are there's no middle right yeah it's, it's all either or no nothing. emotion or we're flipping out we flip it out right you know, it's, it's, <laughs> we're either know. chill you guys know. we're either chill or we're crying our eyes out in the corner like there's no all right, I'm getting sad. All right, let's bring it back down. All right, I'm getting depressed. It's, it's just straight. Boom, yeah. It's not even nothing. My, my wife will tell you. She's like, you freak out at the fucking drop of a pin. Like it's, and it's true, dude. And it sucks, you know. And like, like I tell you guys, I have counselors. I have, I have, I've had three counselors. I've had a psychiatrist. I've got people that I've talked to. And that's what I tell you guys. Don't be ashamed to have to reach out to somebody. It's like Jose said. One of the thing, one of the biggest things. That's why I love doing the show because I'm able to bring a brother on the show or a sister on the show and have that camaraderie. This is my therapy session to be able to hang out, right? Because a lot of times that's one of the biggest things we miss from serving active duties that camaraderie, that brotherhood of having somebody there with you every fucking day. There's somebody there with you, yeah. So you're never alone, right? You're but then alone. when you get out of active duty service, you're alone. There's nobody there. You don't. You feel hopeless. You feel helpless. You feel like you, there's nothing you can do, right? But what? But, but it's a lie. The demons are attacking you, and they're mm -hmm. telling you there's nobody there. But guess what? Jose lives down the street from me. Never even knew that shit, right? But I built my network, 
He is involved with the same people in my network. Mm -hmm. I had people reaching out to me because he's got an event coming up not too long. Like I tell you guys, my, the show, the purpose of my show is to break the stigma of cannabis. That's For one sure. of the biggest things, right? For sure. Breaking the stigma of cannabis because a lot of people are so stuck on the stigma that the government gave cannabis, right? Regardless if you use it for recreational use or medicinal use, me medicinal use. Don't get me wrong. On my weekends, I would love I love using it as a recreational just to hang out because who doesn't like to hang around and have a couple of beers with their buddy, right? Mm -hmm. Same thing with cannabis. Who don't like to sit around and have a blunt with somebody, hang out and bullshit Sick, with them? You know what I'm saying? Chill. Just hang out and chill. And you can let not your bar down. Nobody. I'm not bothering nobody. I just want to smoke. I want to relax. I want to hang out and just chill and bullshit with my battle. Bullshit with my brother here just to just do chill, dude. You know what I'm saying? The best thing about cannabis versus alcohol is that I ain't going to be hung over the next day. I ain't going to feel like shit the next day when I wake up. I ain't going to have the fucking runs when I go try to bust ass somewhere. That, you know, like, <laughs> I know a lot of guy, a lot of, a lot of veterans, especially like myself, I used to be like that. I, every once in a while, if I drink and then all of a sudden it's like, man, go, go get that Jameson. Like, right? Yeah, then you're like, <laughs> then you're just like, all right, I'll take one. And then you're like, man. You yeah, got a couple more. That feels good. <laughs> right. And the next you know, you're like, damn, I did what? I did. I drank half uh, a bottle. I, you got to fucking get it. Yeah, <laughs> I put down a whole fifth. Wipes pissed off at me. You right. Know, I, I did something. I trashed something. <laughs> that don't happen with weed. I don't black you out. You don't black weed. out, right? I start, you know, <laughs> demons start coming right. out and I start acting like you crazy. start acting stupid, right? Because well, with alcohol, our demons will come out and they mm. will fuck with us. No, I mean, we got, we do, we, we suffer from all kinds of stupid shit our anxiety, our depression. Why are we still here? How come it wasn't me? Why was it my brother that left? And all this other shit that we deal with, alcohol will enhance the fuck out of that, dude. You know, and that, that's one of the biggest things. That's what, I, that's what I love about medicinal cannabis. That's what I love about how Oklahoma became a medicinal state. Yeah. Is understanding the medicinal benefits of cannabis and what, what it can actually do for you, you know? Understanding the terpene profiles. What what's in the cannabis? Is there any CBD, CBG, CBN, you know, CBDA? There's there's so many different CBDs that are out there that a lot of people are like, well, I tried CBD and it didn't work. Well, no shit, it didn't work. Did you try the right kind? Yeah. I mean, there's all there's so you many. You bought it at a gas station, bro. <laughs> right? It's not, you know, <laughs> it's, not, it's not gonna help you. You buy it at a gas station. I promise you, it probably is not gonna help you. You know what I'm saying? That, and that's that's the biggest thing because you got to figure out did you check out the third party lab testing did you see how it was processed did you see what's actually in the oil itself I mean is it hard does it suck to actually do research yeah it sucks Absolutely. it sucks having to do your own damn research on, on something you know Yeah. but you have to do it if you're taking medicine because if you go to the doctor you go to the VA like I, I told my boss you know what I'm saying my boss, I told my boss I said you want me to get on fucking painkillers muscle relaxers I can get on anything I fucking want I just go to the shrink and say, um, this is what I'm dealing with. I need something to treat this. Oh, I got this kind of pain in my knees. I need something to treat this. I got this kind of pain in my back. I need something for this. And guess what? He's going to give me 30-day supplies. He's going to write and give me 30-day supplies like it's nothing. Easy. Boom, 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 boom. I could be so fucking high on pharmaceuticals if I wanted to. You should see my medicine cabinet. My wife threw out. She got, she got a 30-gallon uh, black trash bag. She threw out a whole shilla. She's like, this fucking. I was like... I only get them because if I don't get them, then the VA's gonna be like, well, you don't need our medicine anymore. And you're just like, well, if I don't go, then I'm fucked. But if I go, then I'm still fucked because I got that, all this shit. That big white package comes yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that big ass and package. And my wife's always like, well, what's this? And I'm all, 
I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> I just order it. I don't fucking like, know. I went to the VA and they said you need XYZ. You need the, all these uh, muscle relaxers and the naproxen and this oh, and that. Yeah. The flexorils <laughs> or cycle, whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not going to take all these muscle you relaxers. No, hell no. I'd rather just take a couple you know, puffs, take a dab, and then... Right? Ahead. You take a good dab. You take your nice indica dab right before bed, dude. You're going to feel good. And I'd rather have the giggles than the shits. I tell, yeah. <laughs> I tell you that. I'd rather have the giggles than run into the bathroom to go take a piss every two minutes because yes. I drank too much, you know. Sure. <laughs> so I'd rather get the munchies, you know. But that's the biggest thing, you know. And that's what I try to tell everybody is that, that what are you doing? What are you doing after you get out of the military? What is your purpose? What are you driving for? What are you striving to do now? I mean, we let our demons beat us. We beat ourselves up. Oh, life's just not going fair for us right now. This, that, that. Life sucks. It's hard. Life's fucking hard if you don't have your ducks in a fucking row. Life's, you know, one thing I learned, shit ain't never going right. You know what I mean? It's always something. <laughs> There's always something going on. You know, it's... Always. It's mayor, mayor, maybe you felt like shit never really went wrong when you're in the military because your wife was dealing with all right. this shit. And you're not there. You're dealing with your soldiers, Marines, troops. Right. Everyone, you, you know, you're not dealing with it. Right. Kind of, that's why kind of like people are like, I like being deployed. Because you don't deal with any of the no, home no, shit. Nothing at home, right? You're always It's your job. Home. That's it. This is my mission for today. Execute. That's it. Go to bed. Right. You know? No, and it's true. And it, it, and it very much is true is that we, on deployments, that's what it is. You wake up, do the mission, go to bed. Right. Go to the gym, go eat chow, go, you, you're worried about you. It's only you, right? Mm -hmm. And then if you're in senior level leadership, then you got to take care of your, your troops. You got to make sure your troops are taken care of, right? That's easy, right? But now it's time to come home. You got to deal with the wife. You got to deal with the girlfriend. You got to deal with the kids. And you're like, ah. Bills, cars breaking down, shit breaking in your house. You right. I, mean? got, I, got, I got plumbing issues. Uh, I got yeah. I got to get a new roof. I got this. I got that. And you're like, motherfucker. But it's like you said, in our life. There's always something that ain't going right. It's always. There's always. no such thing as perfect. Perfect. There's no such thing as perfect, right? Yeah. They're, they're, and you're absolutely right. That's that's the and it sucks. You know the struggles that we have to deal with is like, what is it? Like how can we? How do you? How are you guys going about finding your brother or your sister that's close to you where you're at? It's like I tell people, you have to go out into your communities wherever you live and find out what resources are out there for you. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Here in Oklahoma, I can tell you, I got a lot of people here in Oklahoma that are doing a lot of great things for the veteran community. But I can't tell you about anything in Texas or fucking Louisiana or Maine, New York, California. I can't tell you because I don't know. I don't know what the reach is for their organizations that are working out there, you know? For sure. But I have a, I, I do work with a lot of organizations online you know what i'm saying with like the veteran action council freaking i i've worked with uh battle 22 tackle 22 a lot of great a, gr a lot of great nonprofits that are out there but like i said there's a lot of there's a lot of nonprofits. like i want to say last time i remember when travis told me there was about twenty two thousand veteran nonprofits in the u.s mm. twenty two thousand so there's no reason why you can't find something something in your area you know what i'm saying there, there's there's so many different resources out there, but what are you guys doing to help yourselves? You know what I'm saying? Like Jose said, that's one of the things. That's one of the struggles that he had was when you when you got out when you got out of when you got out of the reserves. What was the biggest? What was your? What was one of the struggles that you had when you were transitioning out? Oh, you know, you go around, you know, being around military twenty four seven. 
Oh, all day, every day. You live it. Right. there with you. And then all of a sudden you go and, you know, you go back, I guess, to what to say, the real world. Right, the real you world. You know, your, your neighbors aren't, aren't veterans. I'm blessed to have them. Shout out to my neighbors. But, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, you can't talk to them the way you talked with your boys. Right. You know, you can't say, you can't laugh. Oh, man, yeah. Oh, yeah, this one time, yeah, when we shot this guy's sheep. Like, that's horrible. Why, why would you, you know, you can't. You know what I mean? Or you'd be like, man, the funniest thing is when you ram like a car. You smash into it and the trunk pops up. That shit's hilarious. It's hilarious to me. <laughs> like, that shit used to be hilarious to me. When you smash into a vehicle and that trunk pops up. Right. I don't know. I thought that was the funniest <laughs> shit in the world. Like, why a trunk always pop up when you smash into it, you know, to get it out the way. That shit, you don't... That's like psychotic shit. You don't right. talk about don't that talk shit. You don't talk about it, right? Because a lot of people, like you said, they don't understand that, yeah. right? They don't understand that mentality of it. And it sucks because I had, I had a guy... I don't hang out, I don't hang out with them anymore because there's some accusation shit that came out. It, it, it was ugly. And I was like, you know what? I'll just disconnect myself from it. He's a civilian, dude. He don't understand. I was, we were watching him. He had a new projector. that He just put a new projector in his house. And I was like, I got the perfect movie, dude. I can't remember the fucking name of the movie. It was a Navy SEAL movie. But in the scene, the guy jumps on the grenade... You know, he jumps on the grenade to take the blast, and he died from it. And the guy looked at me and said, "Why would he do that?" Oh, uh, act of valor. So yeah, I think so. Yeah, and I was like, "Did you just ask me that fucking question? Did you just really ask me why he jumped on the grenade? Are you fucking kidding me? You wouldn't." He said, "No." I said, "Go fuck yourself, dude." Mm. I so I just left. I was like, "I can't, I can't hang out with you because if you can't take a grenade from me." How are you supposed to have my back if somebody attacks me from behind? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, for real. But that's, it, that's the civilian world, dude. That's the civilian world. You, like you said, you can't talk to them. Mm-hmm. You can't, they can't relate to the shit. Like you said, hitting that fucking car and the fucking trunk pops up. Dude. Well, you know, even like when you talk about having your back, it's like, no, nah, we're not just saying that shit. No. If I tell you you're my brother and I got your back... I mean, you know, call me at 3 a.m. You fucking need something, man. Really? You need, whether it's $5 for some gas... Or, hey, I'm about to go beat the shit out of this guy and I need you to come with me and make sure everything's safe. Right. Or, you know, hey, come take this fucking pistol out of my mouth. And it, it goes all the way. It's not just, I'm just saying that shit because if you need something that benefits me, then yeah, I'll help you. Yeah, out. right. No. You know, and, and that's how, how the civil, the, that, that's, I shouldn't say the civil, that's just the outside world culture yeah, is. Yeah, and it is. And it sucks. And it, it sucks. And so, I mean, understanding that I mean a lot of people like, like I tell you guys if you guys are active dude and you're watching this that's one of the things we try to we try to stress is like make sure you got a plan make sure you got your shit squared away before you get out of service you know because for us that's one of the biggest struggles that we do have is who's got our six who's going to be there for me at two o'clock in the morning three o'clock in the morning and say hey dude I got locked up can you come and get bail me out or whatever you know or yeah, I'm about to go beat this dude's ass at three in the morning. Can you come make sure you got my back so I don't get jumped mm-hmm. while I'm kicking this dude's ass? You know, it's it's shit like that that you know. It, who is your battle? Who do you have with you? Who's your battle buddy that you got with you at all times? You know, who can you pick up the phone? Who can you talk to? You know, and so so saying that, I mean, your transition sucked, right? It was one of it's pro, it's pretty hard transitioning. From active duty service to being a civilian again. So I was lucky because I landed a uh, civil service position outside of the DOD. It was for the Department of Interior, and like it was, it was. So my section was all right because it was a lot of vets. Mm-hmm. So a lot of BS and a lot of uh, coming and knocking on our cubicles, being guys. You know, you can't talk like that around here. 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what? What do you mean I can't talk like that? Bullshit. The hell I can't? I, do you know who this guy is? The fuck I can't? Yeah. You know, a lot of that is constantly, guys, you know, watch your mouths. Uh, you know, but it was rough because it just, there's almost like, there's no sense of urgency to get shit done. Right. You know? <laughs> and that's a bigger struggle, dude. And especially it if it's something like, say, having to do with pay. So, uh, it's, long story short, I got hired at one pay. The next year when I got promoted, because every year it was a promotion to the next grade, I made less than the year prior because they messed up. Right? And so since they messed up, they wanted me to, like, typical military shit. They, we paid you too much, so we needed you to pay it back. And it was just a complete mess. And then sometimes it was like, well, I just need this one paper filed. Right, you go to your uh, admin clerks here. Need this filed? Should be taken care of that soon. Now, no. that's like a <laughs> month to file this one paper. It's gonna take y'all three, four. I kind of like what the VA does right? sometimes. <laughs> like it's gonna take us six months to file this one paper. Right. It, well, it could be done a call. Right. You know, like it just uh, for so a lot of it didn't understand, and then I didn't. People didn't understand. We talked about it before. People didn't understand my. The way I was. Right. I hate to say it, but sometimes I was singled out for the way I was. Loud, talk shit, you know what I mean? Everything's a joke. <laughs> it is. You know, everything's a joke. You know, yeah. like, I don't take anything serious. I mean, I, if I'm not getting shot at or something, it's a joke. It's, right. it's everything's funny. Everything's yeah. like, uh, you know, I'm going to, and I'm going to, even if I loved it, I'm going to talk shit. I just, that's just That's us. what we that's do. That's, we that's how we are as veterans. We're, we just we're, talk shit. We're going to talk about shit. Everything. About everything. Everything. Even if we're having a good time, we're talking shit about something. Oh, man. Yeah, that's how, that is having a good time. Right. We're just clowning on each other constantly all day. You know what happens when you get a bunch of your boys together? All y'all doing is talking shit the whole time. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, so that, that was a little difficult. So I decided to, to leave that, which was scary. But, you know, I've been blessed. I've been blessed with the retirement 100% and that stuff. So I, I've been able to still maintain. Right, of you course. Know? And a lot, of, a lot of y'all veterans out there, y'all don't have that. Y'all don't have the retirement. Y'all don't have the 100%. And so you're like, you're stuck at your job. Right. And I've, it sucks. You know, it sucks. Yeah, it does. It sucks. It's a, you know, you're just spinning your wheels, not getting anywhere. Like, what do I do? Well, how can I go about doing it? How do I do this? You know, and a lot of us, I mean... A lot of veterans, they do become entrepreneurs because they're like, I don't want to fucking wanna, work for nobody. Work for yeah, I don't want to work for, work for, for somebody idea. else. I want to work for myself. I mm -hmm. want to figure something out, you know? And if you guys have caught the show, you guys have seen the amazing people I've had on the show that are doing it themselves. They said, fuck this, dude. I'm working for myself. Mm -hmm. You know, does it suck? Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. But you're doing it for yourself. You know what I'm saying? You're doing, you got to figure out marketing. You got to figure out how to get paid. You got to figure this. You got to figure out that. But what's great about the veteran community, dude, it's massive. There's so many groups. If, if you're on Facebook, Facebook is the fucking devil. I hate Facebook. Yeah, I hate But that's where I all the information is. The, the groups, Facebook. though. The groups. All the there groups are, are so many so groups on there that are willing to help veterans figure out your, your credit card processing. Your, how do you go about marketing? How do I build a website? How do I build a QR code? How do I do this? How do I do that? But there's groups out there that are willing to help you and that are like, yeah, I can help you. I, I, that's what I specialize in. That's what I specialize in. I can help you out. I can get you, I can get you set up. I can show you how how I've done it and how how I do it. You know, but that's what it's about is helping each other out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but yeah, you talked about it. They got it, and it's hard for us to ask for help. Yeah, it is. It's a little bit of pride, but also like you know, man, when you're in the military, 
You know, they, okay, so they always say the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Not in the military. No. The squeaky wheel gets replaced. Right. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? The squeaky wheel gets replaced. Right. All, all the maintenance guys out there, I spend a lot of time maintenance too. Y'all know what you're talking about. That just gets replaced. You right. sit there and mess with it. Ain't got time for that. <laughs> Switch it out. Get that shit back on the line. Off, of de- you know, off the reports. Right. Uh, and so we still have, kind of have that mentality. Like We do. It's, it's, I need to handle my own shit. It's my shit. I don't want to bug you with my shit. It's my, this is my shit. Right. But then sometimes it just overwhelms. And then, you know, there is like, it's, it's people would just open up sometimes and veterans will say, Hey, do you know a person that can help me with X, Y, and Z? Yeah. Fucking mowing my grass. Yeah. Shit. I know a lot of landscapers, you know, here's, here's, <laughs> here's a, here's a veteran company, you know, right. boom, boom, boom. It's stupid shit like that. But you know, sometimes it's just like, you got to ask. Right. And I'm guilty of it a lot of times too. No. Yeah. Know, like I just won't. Ask. Hate and asking. Then, yeah, you hate to ask. You hate to reach out to say, hey, dude. Feel like you need something or some right. shit. You know and it mean? sucks, dude, being a veteran, but that's one of the things that we need to fucking stick in our fucking... We need to bring that shit down because it's true. When you get out, you ain't got nobody telling you what to do, how to do it, when to do it no more. Right? Sergeant G ain't over there saying, this is what we're going to do today. This, 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 this. You ain't got that no more. No. You can now it's like, how <clears throat> the fuck do I do this? How do I start this? How can I get this? Who knows about this? You have to build your network. You have to understand. You have to know what you're needing. Build, put it all down on fucking paper. This is what I want to do. And then you, then you got to break down the whole plan. You got to break it out. And then you're like, all right, I don't know shit about this, this, or this. Who do I know? Where can I go to ask, hey, what do you guys know about this? What do you guys know about that? And guarantee you, somebody knows something about it. You know Absolutely. What I'm I always tell my son. That's one thing I tell my son. He's 16. He's he's trying to get his t-shirt business started. Mm-hmm. He started mowing yards this summer. And that's one of the things I try to tell him. is like, if you need something from somebody, make sure you know at least three people that have it. And call all three of them. Just because whoever can get it to you, you can just let the other guys know. Oh, I appreciate you. I found, I found it. You know what I'm saying? Like for me, I needed a trailer the other. I needed a trailer a couple of months ago to get my new couch that I got. So I reached out to one veteran, and he was like, "Man, he said I'd love to help you, but he said I got all my trailers loaded down right now with scrap metal." I was like, "Fuck, okay, that sucks." So I reached out to another veteran. He's like, "No, nah, I got you, dude." And I met up with him, and he hooked it up. He gave me, he let me borrow his 20 foot trailer so I can bring my couch home. But it's all about who do you know that has what you need. We would like to give a huge thanks to Rafa 180. Rafa 180 offers pure medicinal CBD and products made locally. They walk alongside individuals to achieve a healthy lifestyle with options needed by each person. You can learn more about them on Facebook at Rafa CBD, their website www.rafa180.com or email at rafacbd at gmail.com. They truly believe your journey matters. And reaching out to all of them because somebody's going to be either too busy or somebody's got something else going on. And then one guy's like, yeah, I can help you. Cool. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody, we want to help you guys. We really do. We really want to. But I mean, like I tell you guys, we all have lives. And it's fucking hard. Whether it's your business, whether you're working for somebody else, wife, (coughs) kids, whatever it is, we busy. You know, and I always tell you guys. There's time in the day that you can actually pick up your phone and reach out to your brother or your sister and say, Hey, how you doing? I was thinking about you today. I want to make sure you're doing okay. Are we busy as fuck? Yeah, we're fucking busy as fuck. We're trying to fucking live this life. 
make sure that we're providing for everybody that's around us, making sure that they're taken care of. But we have to make sure that everybody's taken care of. Absolutely. That's one of the things. Being a, being a leader, I'm, I was a sergeant. I got out as a sergeant. In the Marine Corps, sergeant is massive, right? It's a massive responsibility. Yeah. It's the backbone of the Marine Corps. That's what keeps the Marine Corps running is the sergeant. Because you got staff NCOs breaking down the orders, and then you have to make sure your troops are doing them. And you're the middleman. Yeah. Because you're going to say, that's fucking ridiculous, staff sergeant. That's ridiculous, Gunny. They're like, I don't give a fuck. It needs to get done. And then you got to go tell you guys, well, this is what the fuck we got to do now. And we got to make sure this shit gets done. And then they're going to argue with you, say, you can't do that shit. But like, no, we have to do it. You know, and it's the, it's the backbone. We, we're, we're the middle way between fuck you and fuck you even more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you're just like, and you have to find that balance. And being a leader, that's what you do. It's like, how can I help you? How do I reach out to you and let you know I was thinking about you today? I want to make sure you're taken care of. Make sure you got all your shit. I know you was going through a divorce. How's that going for you? How's how are, how are, do you need anything from me? Is there anything I can help you with right now, man? And right now, there I got a we got a brother, uh, Kyle. He's actually traveling cross country right now. Really? He's traveling. He's he's from San Diego. He's going from San Diego to D.C. Plans on being in D.C. in November. And right now he's in he's in Texas right now. Mm. I'm hoping to get him on the show when he makes it to Oklahoma. I'm gonna have him here to do the show yeah. because the biggest thing is. He's raising awareness of the 22 a day that we're losing just from suicide. You know, we've already talked about this plenty of times on the show is that we talk about the 22 a day, but we don't talk about the 35 who died from opioid addiction every day. So you got the opioid addiction and then you got the the veteran suicide, right? And, but that's not talking about the people who don't collect VA disability. Mm -hmm. Those other brothers and sisters who aren't collecting a disability check that are taking their lives every day. So, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, as we shoot the show right now, every time I shoot a show, I'm, I, I don't doubt that we're losing somebody, you know? And it yeah. sucks because they say 22 a day, a day, you know? And, and it, suck, it sucks and it's hard to see, you know? And Jose, he's already said he's done it. He's, one of his brothers reached out to him and has said, hey, you mind coming over and giving me a talk? Let's talk. I need, I need somebody to talk to for a little bit. And that's one of the things we do. That's why my, I always tag out, we got your six. Here at the Stone Vet, we got your six, right? Because it's true. We as veterans hate reaching out for help. We, we hate asking people for help. Hey, I'm moving. You, you think you can give me a hand? I'm moving my house. You think you can help me out, move some shit? We don't like to ask for help. We're like, fuck it, I'll do it myself. You know what I'm saying? Because we're always known. I think one of the biggest things that the military has taught us is to accept disappointment. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? Accept it. Be disappointed. You're going to be disappointed, right? Absolutely. Because of all the shit, the deployments, the fucking going to work, not having shit the way you want it, the way it needs to be, the way it has to be. And so you set up and you're disappointed. And I think that's how we treat this life that we're in now as civilians, as always be disappointed. Because, yeah, like you know, it ain't going to work out. It, I'm just going to get let down. Like, you know, yeah. almost an Eeyore shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Oh, poo. Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? That, that's what it is. Right. Uh, especially with, you know, you coming from the Marine Corps. Like, they, they, uh, you know, a lot, shout out to all my buddies that are, that are in the Corps. But anyways, they're always talking about, like, when you're on a Marine Corps base, do you ever see a young Marine sitting there and he's happy? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you, when you drive on a Marine Corps base, like, you just look at them and they're just like, <laughs> all the time they'd be sitting anywhere just like just there like, we like yeah no it's true and you know it's because like the, the way it would explain to me they dumb you down so much if the if someone's on a 60 on that hill and they say charge that hill all right you know yeah. what i mean like, you know like you're not even gonna wait a minute can we do this can we call an airstrike can we flank 
Charge that hill. All right. Fuck it. It's true. It's funny that he explained that. I'm like, yeah, yeah you're right. You're it's right. true, man, because right. we're bummed out. It's like, fuck <laughs> you. But, you know, and I think we bring that to the civilian world. Where you we're do? Just, we're you do. always just disappointed because we're like, what the fuck, dude? Like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Like, seriously? You know, I get in trouble at work. I, I'm a DOD civilian. I work for the fucking Air Force. I'm an Air Force civilian. And I look at my fucking bosses. I'm like, what the fuck? Are you fucking... I get in trouble. I get written up all the time. And I'm, <laughs> I'm like, oh, they tried to fire me twice already. And they, they're pissed because they can't fire me. I'm like, look, I'm a 20-year war veteran. I am 100% disabled. I have a Schedule A letter. Like, you can't fire me, motherfuckers. <laughs> I've done more shit the first 25 years of my life than you've done in your entire fucking life. You know, I've been through more shit the first 25 fucking years of my life than you've ever seen in your entire life. You know? And I was like, you guys just don't... You guys are fucking... And this is, they hate on me, dude. They won't promote me no more. They won't do shit. Now I'm like... You know, I was like, you know what? Okay. I don't... Whatever. I, I told my wife, I was like, I just got to get out of this office. I was like, I just got to get out because I've already burned all the bridges in here. And I'm just doing my job now. And they get pissed at me because... My job, I'm a program manager. When you're a program manager, you manage a program. When you get your program up and running, the fucking program runs itself, right? Oh, yeah. Like anything yeah. else. You guys who fucking are in the IT field, if you have a program, you put a program together, you get it up and running, and it runs itself, what do you do as a program manager? Wait for somebody to call you say something's broke, right? As a program manager, all you're waiting on is somebody to say, hey, this is broke, it's not working. All right, let me take a look at it. Let me take a look at it. You fix it? Okay, it should be working now. Plain and simple, dude. Like, it's plain and simple, you know? But a lot of people, my, my management don't understand that concept that as a program manager, which is what I am, the program shouldn't be able to run on its own. Why shouldn't it be able to run on its own? Why should it not be able to run on its own? Because it's been broke for so many fucking years that they've been supervisors in that, in that office. It's been broken for so long that that's what they're used to it being broken for so long. Mm, yeah. It's you just know? that cycle that they're just used to. They're used to that stupid that cycle. cycle. And in the Air Force, you fucking Air Force people, <laughs> holy fuck. Like he said with the Department of the Interior, I think you Air Force people are fucking worse. I swear to you. I swear. You fucking Air Force people have no, you guys have no self-respect for anybody. They don't even use rank in the Air Force. They call everybody by the first fucking names. I'm like, no, fuck you, dude. I said, this is why the Marine Corps is so pissed off at everybody because rank in the Marine Corps is everything. Yeah. Everything rank is everything in the Marine Corps. You know, you work so hard. The biggest rank is the sergeant rank, and then when you start moving up to staff NCOs and stuff like that. But once you reach that sergeant rank, you're like, no, nah, I'm a fucking sergeant now. Because as a sergeant, you feel billets of an E6, E7, E8. You know what I'm saying? You will feel those billets until they backfill it with somebody of that rank. Mm -hmm. But you're feeling it, and a lot of people don't understand that. I think that's what problem with my leadership. They don't understand that. It's like, I've held your job. I've ran my own multi-million dollar maintenance company. I've done it. Mm -hmm. Multi-million dollar maintenance company. You know, I, I've, I've had to do engine overhauls. And I tell people, I, I even talk to the people here who work on the airplanes. I said, maintenance is maintenance is maintenance is maintenance. It's just the terminology that changes. Mm -hmm. Everything is, everything has a deadline. Everything has a rush. Everything has this. The only difference between the, between the two is the terminology. Yeah. 
the different names of parts. That's it. Mm -hmm. But everything has the same thing. Everything has a rush. Everything has a deadline. Everything has a work in progress. Everything has is the same. The concept is the same. Mm -hmm. It's just the terminology, you know? But the Air Force is the fucking worst. I swear. I was like, you guys fucking suck. And I told them, well, I got 10 more years so I can retire. But I can't draw retirement in 10 years, but I can retire, can retire. in 10, 10 sure. years, right? Because I'll put me at 30 years of federal service, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. It'll put me at 30 years, but I can't collect until I'm fucking like 65 or some shit. And I'm like, and that's another fucking 20 years after I fucking oh. retire. My, my dad's like, just stay there. I said, why do I want to kill myself working for the government? I have like 50 years working for the government by the time I can retire. Go fuck yourself. There ain't no fucking way, dude. Nope. No, there's no fucking way I'm giving that much time to the government. Look what it's doing to us already. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Look what it's doing to us already. It, it, it's insane, man. So now that you now that you gotten out, you say you work for the Department of Interior, and now you're like, I fuck that. I ain't doing that anymore either. Now you now now there's he's doing he's been working. Who, who was the organization you say you you had met? He met an organization on Facebook. Yeah. All right. Well, so prior to that, uh, fishing is one of my big hobbies. I like to fish, kayak fish, bass fishing, and uh, hooked up with some other vets. Really good organization. Uh, I'll shoot him the information on that. It's called Rods for Warriors. If you ever want to go fishing, you're a veteran, that's how I handle it. Your gear, take you out on the boat, take you on a trip, whatever you, whatever you want to do. That's that, awesome. That's amazing. I was, the, I was the, linked up with them and then became the vice president of uh, that organization. This is prior to COVID shutdown bullshit. Uh, and then all of a sudden I was on Instagram. Now this is when COVID happened. Everything was shut down. You know, no in-person events, no real shit. We probably wouldn't even chill like right, this. No, and nobody knew what was no, going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, all of a sudden, so Mission Zero Actual, they, they shared a link and it said, all veterans, if you want to get on this Zoom on Fridays at uh, 3.30 our time, 15.30 our time, get on it and let's just talk. Vent, network. And it was the most amazing group of individuals that I've been able to you know, jump on that Zoom. I'll, I'll make sure that Stonefed gets all y'all that information. Oh, yeah, it'll be too. all in that description it's below. every Friday. So we're at like 60-something weeks now consecutively oh, wow. of having a happy hour. That's awesome. I mean, and it's great. We've met, I've met people, uh, SoCal Veterans Coalition, Daryl. Daryl, yeah, he, you'll see him. He's on UD. You'll see him. He's in one of the episodes prior to this. Uh, Ron Wilwood with the uh, Balanced Veterans. I know a lot of people know that organization, Balanced Veterans. The Grateful Veteran, uh, Jeffrey, I'll give you his information. Great guy. Uh, and then you you even talked about the the, v, the Veterans Action Council. Veteran Action Council. Uh, I love those guys over there, too. Uh, ETN. Fontaine, mm -hmm. the, the guy that started the old VAC, he's on that call too. Oh wow! So I shout out, yeah, he's a oh he's a OG OG. OG. He doesn't like to be called OG. He's like, I'm not that old. I'm like, no. Nah. Like as far as working for veterans in the cannabis space, he's OG. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the biggest thing because a lot of you guys are seeing. I mean, if you guys don't know, if you guys aren't in this cannabis field, you're not aware of what's going on in the cannabis world. If you guys don't associate yourself, you don't know a lot about cannabis, or you know, you're still stuck on the stigma, and you're not understanding what's actually going on. There is a huge cannabis movement going through right now. Huge. Through the whole veteran organization. Like I said, over the VAC, they wrote that 60 page document, the green paper. I have it on my on the Stone Vet Facebook page. I have a copy of it there and it's, it's you guys are more than welcome to grab it to read it. My thing is push it to your senators because Congress is going to be voting on it here, here before too yeah, long. Yeah, and that's going to be big. And you know, with the VAC doing, you know, a lot of us, you know, uh, you know, Sergey and myself, we're we're more of like let's 
Load on up, boots let, on the ground. Boots on the ground. Like right? They got these dudes that are out there lobbying, being lobbyists yeah. out there, like on these politicians. You know, that's that's not even something I want to deal with. That's not <laughs> yeah. me. I'm good with hooking up, chilling with the battles like this. You know. Yeah. Uh, but someone's got to do that. Someone's got to advocate us for us. Because you know how lobbyists and politicians work. More shit gets done in the hallways than it does in the actual, you know, in the rooms where yeah, they're voting. Absolutely. That's where air, lobbying is where. That's where it's at. I, unfortunately, that's the world we live in. Yeah. You know, I, we can sit here, talk shit about that all day, but on, on, that's the way it goes. That's where it works. The, the all the lobbyists, that's where the lobbyists make all the money. They, that's how the politicians make all the money is because of the lobbyists. The lobbyists are going out there, but people like that with the Veteran Action Council, they have lobbyists going out there fighting for us. To get the medicine that we deserve, that we've earned, that we fought for, right? You know, and then you got Brian Buckley out of uh, Hellman Valley Grow Company out of San Diego, California. He's got that multi-million dollar research project going on right now on cannabis. Mm -hmm, Multi-million dollar research project going on on the medicinal benefits of cannabis. And so there's a huge movement. If you guys just start going through, you go through your Facebook, you go through Instagram, you go through whatever social media platform, you will start seeing this movement of cannabis not only in the state level, but also in the federal level. You got David Bass down in Texas who is fighting for medicinal cannabis. Fighting He's fighting hard for it. And now he, they just, he just got it incorporated where P, P, veterans that suffer from PTSD can join part of the T-Cut program that they, are, they, they do have in Texas right now. Texas, y'all talk a lot of shit, man, but y'all, y'all <laughs> sucking on this You guys are sucking on this cannabis movement. Right, you guys have got to get shit moving <laughs> here in Oklahoma. That's why we say we have that fifty-seven percent because that's how we got medicinal cannabis legalized here in Oklahoma. The most liberal uh, medical program in the country, and most we're, we're liberal, in the middle of the Bible Belt. <laughs> middle of the Bible Belt, and yes, absolutely, we are the most liberal. We have probably the loosest medicinal cannabis laws in the country. Uh-huh. But why? Because we have people advocating for it mm-hmm. people fighting our our congress people here in oklahoma the people who run the state we have people out there on a regular basis at the capitol advocating for it we want our medicine don't fucking take our medicine from us because guess what like i tell you guys all the politicians care about is putting money in their pockets. How can I put more money That's in it. my pockets? That's it. They don't give a shit about your rights. They don't care about you supporting them. They don't give a shit about anybody else but themselves and how they can put more money in their pockets. And it sucks. But that's what we have to do is fight and advocate and continue going through and continue saying, hey, this is what we need. This is what we're going. But like I said, we got we got family out there fighting for us. Veteran Action Council. Absolutely. Brian Buckley. We've got people. Like I tell you guys, the green papers there on the, on the Stone Vet Facebook page. Get that into your senator's hands because when it comes time to vote, when Schumer pushes this bill to get it legalized federally, I'll be able to smoke again. Thank God. Yeah, I've been a year without medicine one year because of my fucking job right now my job is not a drug testing position but they put me in for a clearance and if you've ever done a clearance one of the last pages they ask do you use a legal substance what do you classify as illegal THC not in the state of Oklahoma it's not illegal I have my card I am legal within my state mm-hmm. nope it's federally illegal so because I self-identified They've got me on a drug testing program for the next every two weeks for the next two years. Bro, I couldn't do that. It sucks, dude. It sucks. <laughs> I couldn't do it. <laughs> it sucks. It sucks. It sucks. I've been without medicine for a year. I still take my CBD as regular though. Like I tell you guys, CBD it helps. 
but not like cannabis does. <laughs> it helps. It does help. It does help. But, I mean, cannabis helps take that CBD to that next level, that euphoric level that helps with everything, every pain that I deal with. You know, it sucks. But, I mean, once Schumer, Schumer's going to push this bill. He's going to push it this year. He's already getting people to lobby he is, for it. and they're getting on it. I mean, let's... Let's hope. You know, that's a big thing, you know, with all the lobbyists. That's another thing that the lobbyists do, too, that we don't see. Like, so when... Senator such and such or so and so says, well, I'm going to do this. You know, a lot of these organizations out there, they're the ones that will hold those politicians feet to the fire. Right, right. Said, you said you cared about veterans. You said you're yeah. going to push this bill. So are you going to push it or not? Right. Absolutely. You know, which they should be. So, you know, man, that's great work that those that they're all doing. Yeah, with absolutely. That. And that's the biggest thing to do. You know, so I've tried. I've pushed it to my senators and I'm going to send up another email, follow up mm. email. I want to see. Did you receive this? Did you get this? And I've got people. Like uh, Rosebud Consulting, you guys saw Rosebud. I had her on a couple of months ago. She does. She's another Marine Corps veteran. She does consulting. She said that she talks to the senators. I put it in her hands. I said, make sure they get this. Tracy Diane. Oh yeah. I got her. She asked for it. I, gave, I sent her a copy. She said she talks to these people. Make sure they see it. She's awesome. She's, she's awesome. She's she's, awesome. Co- she's, she's coming awesome. on the show. She's coming on the show here here by the, here before too long. She'll awesome. Be, she'll be on the Stone Vet as well. I've been awesome. trying to work with her for ever she's to try to get her on the show. Going on. Yeah, she's always got something going on. But I'm about to have her on the show. I think we scheduled we scheduled her for the end of August for her to come on the oh. show so we can get that going as well, man. And so that's why I tell you guys: make sure you are advocating. If you are for cannabis, how are you advocating for it? How are you learning? How are you? Letting people know that this medicine works for you, that this is what you can do, man. So you got a big event coming up here before too long, right? Absolutely. So like I said, with Mission Zero, we have that uh, weekly Zoom. So Jose Belen and my brother, my close, my battle buddy, he said, you know, would you be interested in hosting an in-person event? And, it, you know, I mean, I guess God already had a place in my head, but, but prior to that, he was already telling me, have a little get-together for the vets. Have a little get-together for the vets. And I was like, all right, I'll do it. And then all of a sudden, Jose hits me up. Can you do it? Psh, all right, it's supposed <laughs> to happen. Right. And then uh, uh, I had a buddy that I deployed with. He ends up moving in more, you know, five minutes just on the other oh. side. <laughs> and he's in the cannabis industry. Oh, really? Exactly. So I'm like, all this stuff is being placed on my plate correctly. Right. You know, I can't shut the door on this. Right. So, that's, so through my other buddy, uh, Frank. That's how we got Relax Park. So it's going to be a Relax Park. We were supposed to have it at, uh, this month, but I'm sure some a lot of y'all know in the cannabis space, uh, Relax Park is going through an ownership change. I'm not going to get into what happened with the old owners, but the new owners are the ones that Frank's working with, and we're going to get it established. So right now, currently, they're doing a little bit more renovations, paperwork, blah, 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 but the, uh, the place is locked in. And what it's going to be is just a happy hour. You ain't got to come sign up. I ain't trying to get any money out of you. You don't need a, it's ain't no, uh, what's that, multi-level marketing yeah. <laughs> no, It's just where we can, as veterans, come hang out. And since it's in, like, relaxed park, it's 420 friendly. Right. So we could chill. It's safe. It's enclosed. You know what I mean? We ain't got to worry about this and this. Going. Just come hang out and network. Share uh, our experiences. Share the knowledge that we have. Share uh, the love of the plant that we have. Right. You know, because even with cannabis, when I first started into it, I, even though I smoked back in high school, you know, being born and raised in San Diego, of course, I, I had a back, you know, a little bit of education to it. But this, the newer stuff and everything that's coming out is almost too much. Yeah. 
And then, you know, the first time if I smoke too much, then I'm just paranoid. I'm like, man, this shit don't fucking work. This shit make it be worse. So to find out that you just got to build your tolerance a little bit. You know, what you talk about the terpene profile. Yeah. And then you talk about good medicine. You know, yeah, I can go out here to wherever and get some, you know, $10 an eighth. Right. But is it really going to be good for me, yeah. for my body? For your body, right? Absolutely. Now, let me see the lab results. Let me see what everyone's talking about. Let, you know, who's going to teach me how to inspect the plant and make right. sure that it's good? You know, are the trichomes, you know, intact? You know, how was it trimmed? Spider mites. <laughs> and that's a lot of stuff that... It I know comes with time. It comes with time, but there's other veterans out there that know more. And we can all get together and share that information. Share it, right? And that's, that's the biggest thing is that, like I tell you guys, you have to educate yourself. You have to educate yourself. Is it cool just to go get high? Fuck yeah. I like yeah, to get yeah, high. Don't get is. me wrong. I love to get high. I love to get high. Don't get me wrong. But like I said, when you understand the terpene profiles, then you start learning what terpene works for what you suffer from. Excellent. Whether it's body aches, anxiety, depression. That's why all the terpenes are there. So you know, okay, this one works better for me. I like this terpene. Yeah. And you can find all the plants that have that terpene in it, that have that high terpene in it. Or, you know, you know? if we're sitting here and, I, you know, I suffer from migraines every once in a while. Well, I know if a migraine kick off, well, then I ne this is where I need to go. Right. I need to take this. Right. My ass needs to go to bed. I need to stop thinking whatever the hell I'm thinking. Then I know I need to smoke this and it's going to put me out. Put me out, right. You know, or if I know, hey, you know, I got something to go with the kids, but I don't want to be tripping. You know, I want to be cool. You know, all right, I'll smoke so this, this other one over here. And right. then, so no one would even know that I smoke, right. you know? Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I tell you guys. You guys, a lot of people, that stigma that's out there, people are like, oh, he ain't going to do shit but fucking sit down, watch movies, and eat fucking Doritos or Cheetos all fucking day and just drool. No, dude. I say you don't understand how the functionality of when you, come, when you find the right medicine, mm -hmm. you're able to focus on the job itself. You're absolutely. not worried about the body pain. You're not worried about the anxiety. You're not worried about depression. You're not hurting you're able to focus on the job and you're able to get the job done because you're able to focus on it versus thinking about you go to work you're like fuck my knees hurt my feet hurt my back hurts fucking anxiety I gotta pay this bill mama's yelling at me the kids need this it's right. just you're, you're it's just so much over so much shit going on in your head and you're just like what the fuck dude like I don't and there's so much going on but like I tell people when you find that right cannabis that right fucking terpene profile it takes the, all that away and you're able to focus on the job that needs to get done you know what I'm saying is it cool to sit back, fucking watch movies and veg out? Fuck yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah, yeah, there it are is days nice. that you can do that. Yeah, when you It's just like it. you guys want to get fucking drunk as hell. It's the same concept. The difference is I'm not going to wake up fucking hungover the next day. Yeah. I'm going to go to sleep and get some good rest and wake up like, let me smoke another fucking joint. You know what I'm saying? Exactly, dude. <laughs> you know? Straight and so, and so that's how we got hooked up. Like I said, Tracy, I, got, I have Tracy on the show. She got us linked up telling me, hey, there's this event, this cannabis event going on at Relax Park. Well, let me reach out to the guy. Let's see if we can get the stone vet, the only veteran Marine Corps cannabis podcast Dang. out there. Let's see if we can get linked up. Like he said, it's a networking event. It's a networking event because that's what we've done. You know, shout out to, let me tell you what Mission Zero, how great they are. I mean, his, his what he lives in his heart is one veteran at a time. Right. Like if you need something, then we're here. Like, and I'm working with you and I'm going to check in on you. And, and at the core, that's what being a nonprofit is supposed to right. be. Uh, let me tell you what else they did, man. So they partnered up with the Orlando Magic. That's and in it. April, the Orlando Magic, before their game with the Houston Rockets, you know, you know what every team member did? Mm -hmm. They had a jersey with the name of a veteran who died in combat or died to the war at home. No shit. And that was the first time that that ever happened uh, at an NBA event. And to have... Uh, all those players out there 
holding up those jerseys, you know, during the national anthem, you know, when everyone's fucking yeah, oh, <laughs> not to get in that either, yeah. but standing up there holding those names, showing their support for the veterans. So it's about man, dude. That that is amazing. Absolutely. Because uh, you know, a lot of times, a lot of times people say, well, you know, veterans should be, you know, praised a little bit more and. And we don't want that praise, but, we don't want it, but yeah. our brothers and sisters that gave their lives, gave everything to the war, either overseas or to the war at home, home right? they're the ones that sucks. need to be remembered. It sucks when we're starting to lose more people at home than we did over fucking seas. Nonstop, and it's it sucks. It's horrible, you know. It's horrible. That's another thing that this event is. So this event is open to all veterans and their dependents, but it's also open to Gold Star families. Oh wow! Okay. Um, Gold Star families, you know, a lot of you talk with. No parents should ever have to bury their child. You know, no. I that's that is horrible. Been there, done that. But you know, it's yeah. that's, and then but a lot of them were like, I wish maybe they knew you, so right. they could reach out to you. Maybe he wouldn't have done the things that he did. Uh, you know, let's his old battle buddies. Let's get them hooked up with you, or sometimes they just want to talk with us because the way we act is the way their son or daughter acted. Right. You know, which a lot of us do act the same fucked up way for some reason. You know? <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, and he's like, they're like, this is healing. I feel like I'm talking to my son again. You know, awesome. it's like, you know, it's like, oh yeah, absolutely. And it got, it just, uh, you know, losing veterans to war at home, that just, it, it really sucks. It's hard. It sucks. Especially if you've been to that point, you know, I'll share with it. I have to where you're just going to end it. Yeah. You're just done. Yeah. We've all been there. I'm sure that applies come all, I, all know, of our minds. It's like, I'm just going to fucking do it. I'm done. I don't want to do and this. And a lot of y'all out there probably think you're the only one that thinks like that. And you're no. not. The more you share it, the more you talk about your experiences, there's plenty of us. Plenty of us that, that have, have had been that, that thought. That have, where I'm just about to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm just about to do it. But, you know, something either changed your mind, someone helped you, or you just thought about, you know, the big thing with me, why I didn't do it was my children. Right. Uh, my cousin committed suicide at the same age, the same way that his father, my uncle, committed suicide. So I didn't want my kids to grow up and say, well, fuck it, my dad, dad did, did it. Right. Shit's hard. Just end it, right? That's what my dad did. It sucks, So dude. that's what that's what grounded me and, and helped me come back. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what, that's what I tell you guys. I mean, we are we are stubborn. Us veterans, we're very stubborn. We're very like, I don't, I don't want to reach out for help. But that's what we have to do. During our time, during our darkest day and our darkest hour, who are you calling? Who are you calling to say, hey, buddy, I need some help? Can I talk to you for a minute? Can I? Can I? Can Can you help me out real quick? I'm dealing with some shit right now. Yeah, you can even disguise it. Just shoot a message. What's up? What's up, man? Like, yeah, what's up, man? Right. You know, because sometimes you know, you know, nothing happens by accident. It's always there's always a reason for everything. And I'll think, man, I haven't heard from such and such in a minute. And then all of a sudden, I don't know where he'll like one of my pictures. Right. It's like, damn, like, yo, where have you been? All of a sudden, I'm thinking about you. You like one of my pictures? All right, let me shoot you a text. Right. What's up, man? How you been? How you been? And that's the biggest thing I tell you guys. Don't get me wrong. When you reach out to a brother and you say, how you been, man? I've been thinking about you. He may lie to you. I'm doing good, man. I'm doing all right. But you never know. You, you text him and say, hey, brother, I'm thinking about you. I want to make sure you're doing okay. That could be what saved his life. And they can just pour out everything to you. Pour out everything. Say, dude, it sucks right now. My wife yeah, left hey, me, yeah. took all my kids, took everything I have. I don't have anything. She even took my dog. You know? But we have to find, we have to carve out a minute out of our day to say, reach out to reach, reach out to one of your battles. Let them know, hey, man, I was thinking about you today. Make sure you're doing okay. 
makes you take care of it. You know, one thing I've really been stressing on over later is there's 1,440 minutes a day. You're telling me you can't put one minute, minute. aside to shoot your homeboy a text. Right. Say, hey, buddy, I was thinking about you. What makes you doing okay? You doing all right? What makes you doing? You know, maybe they won't respond back. They probably won't respond back. Well, they lie to you. Say, yeah, I'm doing good, man. I just want, I'm doing all right. But you know? even if they lie but to you, they know that this somebody's thinking about reached me. Out to me. He reached out to me. He was looking at. He was. He was thinking about me. Make sure I was doing all right, man. And just, that's what it's about. It's taking care of each. other. We have to take care of each other. We did it while we was on active duty service. Why are we not doing it now? Yeah, we did exactly. You know, back with your boys and you was back in the barracks. What'd you do? You didn't hear something from someone. Bam, bam, bam. bam. Hey, get your ass out. We're going out. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go to the bar. Let's so go to the fucking. Let's go to the fucking beer garden. Let's yeah. get some beers. So let's it's get a the same going. thing now that we're out. Right? Sometimes we need to get that knock on our barracks door to say, hey, "Get your ass up and get dressed. We're gonna go hang out. We're gonna go do something. Let's go do something. Let's go hang out. Let's go have, get a couple beers, a good gig or whatever, whatever we're doing, man." And that's what it needs. And and you know, like I, like we've already talked. Sometimes you always feel like you're alone. And we get. I get it. I feel like it all the time, man. But you're not. You're not the only one that feels like that. You know. Uh, also, be mindful who the fuck you hang out with, dude. Yeah, absolutely. If you hang around a bunch of vets and they're just some nasty, negative <laughs> motherfuckers right. who only want to bitch about this guy and this president and this yeah. I Bro, I don't want to hear that yeah, shit. I hear all that shit. I do it. I bitch. Don't get me wrong. I'll bitch about all kinds yeah, of shit. Yeah. But, but I know I got when to keep that shit to myself. <laughs> you guys see me on my Wednesday episode. The wife will tell you. I don't want to do that shit. That <laughs> what, we all do it, but you have to know though, because there's some people who are toxic like that. That's all they Tox. talk about. They don't. They don't talk about. Hey, let's start a business. Hey, what do you think about doing this? Hey, or, you're good at this. How or even trying to help you. Now you're on a podcast. Shit, I know some motherfuckers. Yeah. That come on. You know what I mean? That, that yeah. they want to help you. They want you to succeed. You know right. That? Every because you're you're. You're an average of what you hang out with. Absolutely. So you around some negative losers, you're gonna be a negative. You're gonna loser. be a negative loser. You know what I'm saying? You want to be able to push yourself to that next level, right? You want to make sure that you get to that next level. How do I get to that next level? What do I need to do to get to that next level? But you gotta associate yourself. You have to put yourself around those type of people who are wanting to better themselves, who are bettering themselves. You want to be around those type of people, man, because if you're around negativity, you're gonna be negative, gonna and everything's gonna be life. against you. It's gonna consume your life. You need to be positive. Positive outlooks on on on. Everything, bro. Right, because life is hard and life sucks. Dude. Yep. But it's only it's only gonna suck as bad as you make it suck. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. So we get close to the end of the show, man. How you want to end it out? How you want to tag these people? Let these people know to come check you out. Come check out what you're doing. Yeah, definitely come check out Mission Zero Actual Facebook, Instagram. Uh, for cannabis related content for myself, it's Medicated Vet 405 uh, on on IG. But get into the groups, man. I. What I really want to express to everyone out there, a veteran, is just, yo, please don't believe that you're alone or that taking your life is the only way. You know, I, while we all walk different paths, dude, we're, we're here to help each other. And we just want to understand and we want this community to thrive. We want to be a hub to where if you need some shit, hey, we can get it done. Right. Absolutely. And we need to just network and, and be a unit cohesion that we, we preach about right in the units, <laughs> when you, right? When you on active duty that's all uh, they preach unit, about. Cohesion. unit cohesion unit cohesion uh, right? morale and then you know and he'll and let's break it down even more you got a shitty commander a city or shitty first sergeant well guess what that don't mean shit with your platoon oh you got a shitty platoon daddy 
Well, that don't mean shit about your squad or your section. You know, yeah. you could always handle it. Yeah, within your within you know, your lane. Little Stay clip. within your lane. So I could sit here and bitch about this, 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 and this, and that. But man, I gotta, I gotta look out for my squad, my right. section. You know what I mean? And that's us cannabis veterans. That's that's my squad. That's my section. That's where we need to be. Clicked up. Clicked up. Linked up. Talking together. Helping each other. Trying to figure out Thrive. how how we help. How can we help each other get the medicine that we need. How, what do we need to do? How do we need to advocate to say, hey, so-and-so needs help with his medicine? Yeah. He's trying to grow something, and he can't figure out what the fuck's going on with it. Or so-and-so ain't got enough money to get his card. How can we go about getting together and getting a card yeah, for yeah. him? How can we do happen. this? How can we do that? I've teamed up with Fully Baked Vets, and that's one of the biggest things he's trying to do right now at Fully Baked is if you're in a state that requires you to have a card for your medicine, he's going to take it from his nonprofit and buy you your card so you can get the medicine that you need in your state. That's one of the biggest things. I think he's he's working with Patriot Cannabis right now, and he's actually going to be supplying cannabis to veterans before too long. Awesome. So he's got some fully baked vets. Got some awesome things going on. You know, I can tell you guys, man. I appreciate you guys hanging out with me on this fucking Friday, enjoying this time together with my brother Jose, man. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you know every time these episodes come out, new episodes every week. For now, we'll see what happens once I get moved. You can see all the shit in my garage. I'm trying to get moved. And we were, there's a whole fiasco with that right now, man. Huge shout out to my sponsor, Rafa 180. I can tell you guys, looking for medicinal grade CBD. Are you tired of taking fucking opioids because of your back pain, your knee pain, fucking anxiety, depression, you can't sleep? Man, check out Rafa 180. They have the best CBD on the market, hands down. You can go over to American Wholesale Hemp and check out the video they had on Rafa 180. Discussing patience over profits every time. Patience over profits. That's what I love about having Rafa 180 as my sponsor. It's always about taking care of the patient before making profits in the pocket. Thank you guys for hanging out with us, man. Remember, hit the stone vet. We got your six. Trying to do me some harm. I fight for your freedom of speech and your right to bear arms. When I say I got your six, that means I got your back. But what else would you expect? Coming from the stone vet. One, two, three, four for my country. I go hardcore. Army, Navy, Air Force, Coast Guard, Marines. Let's go.